0: Welcome into the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. No one out pizzas Illinois. It was a Pizza Hut parking lot fighting <laughs> East Lansing uh, this morning. I guess it was afternoon for the East Coasters. Brett's over there in Michigan making his way back to Champaign. And Brett, you got to see it firsthand. The dominant first half for Illinois as uh, they come out pretty good in the second half as well. Michigan State comes back. Illinois holds on to win this one. What are your first impressions of uh, Illinois taking down number nineteen Michigan State?
1: The shooting slumps are over, I guess, um, especially for Jacob Brandison. Really impressive stuff for him today. Uh, to make six threes in the game, tie an opponent Big Ten record for the building at President Center with those six threes. Made eight shots in the game in thirty-one minutes, twenty-four points. I mean. Kofi was the reason they won, so to speak, you know, at 27 and nine. But it was, you know, Jacob that was the, the key behind all of that, if that makes sense. I mean, for him to be able to hit four threes in the first half alone was was really impressive and, and propelled. And after. Wednesday at Rutgers where they struggled and went over for 13 and 3 uh, for this team to be able to come out and uh, at least to start at Rutgers to come out and, and have a, a 12 point lead at halftime on the road at 19th ranked Michigan State showed a lot about their response to Brad Underwood calling them out. We learned a lot more about the Pizza Hut uh, and the, the origins behind that. We can go into that uh, some as well, which is just kind of funny and how it all played out. But uh, the Illinois funny I responded and I think that's my biggest takeaway from this is, is after a disappointing loss at Rutgers they find a way to go win at Breslin Center for the first time since 2015 it's Brad Underwood's first time winning obviously uh that you know that win in 15 predates him at Illinois so his first time beating Tom Izzo on Izzo's home court and in the zone. And, and uh overall a really solid day for the Illini and, and they're back in first place in the Big Ten at 12 and 4 tied with Purdue now a half game over Wisconsin and and Purdue host Rutgers tomorrow. So, uh, you know, for as as bad as Illinois fans were feeling on Wednesday night, I think this washes that one completely away.
0: Not only did the Illini respond, Pizza Hut responded too on Twitter to (laughs) Brad Underwood, uh, which was a a ton of fun. Illinois able to stave off 52 second-half points from Michigan State as well, which I thought was really significant. I mean, they scored 45 of their own. And it's the first time that they've done this regular season sweep over the Spartans since 2006. So it's been a while. Uh, of course, Illinois beating Michigan State at the State Farm Center earlier earlier this year by one point. And Brett, Trent Frazier probably had the most Io-like dagger that we've seen since Io DeSumo left the program, hitting that three to put Illinois up five within the last minute of the game. He had zero First-half points, was struggling from behind the arc, couldn't get anything going. Of course, because of that performance by Grandison in the first half, it didn't really matter. But when Illinois needed him, Trent Frazier came to play, and Tom Izzo noticed it, too. He said Kofi Coburn wasn't the best player on the court. It was Trent Frazier, and that's, of course, uh, really big kudos from a guy like Izzo.
1: Yeah, I think it is. We asked Trent about that and those comments after the game, and he was humbled by that. Obviously, Tom Izzo, a Hall of Famer, and won a national championship, and you know his resume and record speaks for itself. And, and Izzo had said in the post game that if he could trade for one guy, that it would be Trent Frazier, and I think it's for that defense that he's able to bring. And, and the dagger was certainly there. You know the layup that he had in the final uh, 90 seconds cemented that lead and then Michigan state just didn't give up. And I, I never expected them to, I, I thought they were going to fight and make it a game. And they, they did just that. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I quite saw how it was going to play out with Tyson Walker going off, uh, but you know, he only had two points in the first half and then comes out in the second half and just explodes. But uh, you know, there was some defensive issues and breakdowns there with, with Walker just getting all those shots. But um I think Trent was really, really solid. And when uh, Brad called out the team and and said that, you know, they needed to get to the Pizza Hut parking lot to fight and have some scrappiness, I thought Trent was a big spearhead behind that. And like you mentioned, for him not to even uh, score in the first half to to put up 12 in the second was really resilient for him and and spoke to that leadership. I thought his defense was really good today as well. and I thought he was hitting guys, and I think that's important, too. Those other stats that we don't always necessarily see, but he had five assists in the game, and that's something else that Jacob Brandison did well. I thought he distributed. Um, this looked like the team that we all thought they could be and probably should be, uh, more of that midseason form for the Illini, so uh, I thought Trent Frazier was, was really, really solid and, and keyed them to that win, and then obviously the three at the end was massive, and uh, Brad said he was kind of a jumbled play. He wish he wouldn't have taken it quite as early as he did, but all things worked out. Michigan State missed on the following end, and the game was over.
0: Illinois had only eight turnovers in this one compared to Michigan State, who had 11. Half of those for the Illini coming from Kofi Coburn. That's something that, of course, you want to see uh, fixed uh, coming down here in the stretch of the regular season. But, Brett, when you brought up earlier Brad calling out his team, one of the biggest things, of course, he was calling out was rebounding and that that was fixed today as the Illini out rebound Michigan State just by two but after being out rebounded like they were at Rutgers you know that had to have been uh, a win for them and it's something that Illinois is going to need to continue doing of course down the stretch here I mean this is the second time now that Michigan State has come back in the second half and to Illinois's credit they've gotten the job done each time but when you have teams like Ohio State of course coming up you got to go to at Michigan and then anyone that you're going to play in the big 10 tournament rebounding is going to be huge. It's really just dependent on if Illinois can keep that up and get back to the team that we all saw at the beginning of the season and non-conference, but it seemed like it was going to be a dominating force for rebounding. Uh, Cause when you get, first of all, the defensive rebounds, you avoid second chance points for the opposing team. And that cuts down on, you know, any chances of comebacks like we saw today.
1: Yeah, the big thing for me, there are plus two on the offensive rebound, so they were able to get and, and collect some of those own misses, and, and I think that was huge, plus two overall on the boards as well, but, you know, when you get out rebounded seven in the last nine games, with Kofi Coburn, that's not acceptable on your team, and, and it was really the guards too, I think, that it pitched in today, uh, Jake Brandison with five rebounds, Demonte has four after only having one rebound, I believe, at Rutgers, game, which was non-existent, um, and Demonte doesn't you know, only scores two points, but that's fine. I don't really care if he scores points or not. I just want him to rebound and, and distribute. And he had two steals as well. But, um, you know, I thought there was activity on the glass. Coleman Hawkins was active with four rebounds as well. I thought he had a positive game, um, all things considered. And, you know, this is the kind of contribution you need across the board on the glass if they're going to win games and, and really show what they can do. And, and I was impressed by that. And then you mentioned the turnovers for them to only have eight, I think that that goes to show a lot of um, how far they've come in that. I mean, two months ago, Andy, we were sitting here talking about this team turning it over 19, 20 times a game. And traditionally, that's what Michigan State does. They force you into turnovers. And um, for you to, you know, if you're Illinois to win that turnover battle, you know, they're plus three in turnovers Um, in the margin to Michigan State. I I think that's really, really positive. Uh, And this, this, like you said, just shows what this team is capable of. And I think this is more of the upper scale of, of their ceiling of, of what they can be against Michigan State team that I don't think is great, Andy. I don't know how you felt watching the game. Like I don't I don't come away from seeing them twice now and watching them a couple of times on TV going, this is a really, really phenomenal team, like a, a you know, typical Tom Izzo team, but I do think that they're gonna continue to get better. Um I question who their guy is. Uh Walker showed that today, putting up 26, but like I, I have some some serious questions about what they can be, but you know, they also have some decent wins this season. So I I think there's some, some room in there to say, okay, well, this team is good, probably not great, um, but you know, I I think they're capable of of making like a second weekend, so to speak. And I'm never going to count out. So I think that's the biggest thing.
0: Yeah. It seemed like they really haven't figured out with this particular squad, how to play as that team yet. I mean, Walker, of course, had it going big time in the second half, but when you don't have that going, we see what happens with the Spartans in the first half when they get outscored by 12. Uh, almost the exact same halftime score, by the way, as the last time these two teams played in Champaign. A little bit of a, a higher scoring second half, though, this time around is last time. It just ended in the 50s. Uh, Illinois, you know, cementing its spot among some of those elite teams. And kind of brought up uh, earlier, some of the fans... We're feeling some anxiety. I feel like after that Rutgers game, and probably deservedly so, because of that performance. Since your second loss out of three games, uh, you coming off a, a loss to Purdue, that uh, your second loss of the season. You lose the tiebreaker to the Boilermakers at that point. Now, like you said, this performance I think puts those anxieties to bed. But do you think that after this game, Illinois is a completely changed team or? you know, there's still some big games they need to come up for. And we've seen a couple of times this season they've slept through some of those big games.
1: Yeah, and I think that was the response that I was looking for. We talked after on the pod, the Rutgers game, you know, is this a huge cause for concern? And I said, no, I want to know what the response is Saturday. And so for them to come out and show it today, I think uh, was that resiliency that I think this team has certainly shown it's capable of, but to go, you know, get a top 21 on the road is, is just another check mark in that. And it's another quad one win for this team. And the overall seats came out today earlier. And Illinois was the fourth number three seed. And I think this further cements that for them, that they are deserving of that. Um, the 12th best team in the country, which is right where their ranking is. And I don't know if that's, you know, ironic or not. And, you know, maybe meant to that. I don't put as much stock into the rankings, even as I do this NCAA tournament. Um, March Madness selection seed that was released today because this is from the committee this is if this season ended today this is where Illinois would be so uh you know I I put a lot more stock into that and and for Illinois to be in the conversation with Villanova Texas Tech and Tennessee I think they're doing really really well and and for me this further solidifies that for them
0: well let's get some of your thoughts on uh, where the rest of the season goes from here four regular season games left Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Iowa. Three out of those four are at home. The Wolverines are the only lone game, or road game. Uh, and then you go to the Big Ten Tournament in Indianapolis. At this point, Illinois looking like they'd be a top four seed in the Big Ten Tournament, which means they don't have to play until Friday. It seems like Michigan State has kind of fallen out of this. That conversation with this loss seems like they'll certainly be a team that has to start on Thursday. Uh, but. Brett, I mean, four losses so far through Big Ten play. We said last week, five losses, you probably could get a share of the Big Ten regular season title. Um, What are your thoughts on what Illinois has to do from from here on out? And, you know, their chances of possibly coming away with that regular season title that just eluded them last season.
1: Yeah, I think if you win three out of four, you're going to be in great shape. Um, I would take those chances and those odds in terms of, if you win your home games, and let's say you stumble at Michigan, then you know you're gonna put yourself in a great position to at least have a share in that. You separated now from Michigan State, two and a half games above the Spartans, just two games above Ohio State uh, now, and the Buckeyes come to the only meeting that they're gonna have this year against Illinois on Thursday night at State Farm Center. And you know when you try and forecast and break down here a little bit, Purdue has Indiana and a trip to Wisconsin. Indiana games at home, you would think that they would avenge that loss uh, that they had in Bloomington earlier this year. Purdue gets Rutgers tomorrow at home, and I think Rutgers is going to put up a fight. But the, I want to know if the Scarlet Knights can win away from Jersey Mike's Arena. They have not shown that as much this season. And then Purdue plays Michigan State uh, in East Lansing. So those are Purdue's four games left. Rutgers, Michigan State, Indiana, and Wisconsin. No gimmick or no, um, no gimmies there. I like Illinois' schedule more favorable than Purdue's down the stretch there. I think Purdue's the better team, but, you know, if they can somehow grab a share of that, uh, if if Purdue happens to slip once, I think that would be, um, you know, favorable, obviously, for the Illini. Wisconsin, uh, they're going to play Purdue in one of those games as well. They have to go to Rutgers, which, um, obviously, Illinois knows is is really tough, and then they get Purdue and and Nebraska. So uh, if if Wisconsin can play its way into that and, and not slip up, uh, we'll see how that plays out, but Wisconsin, a uh, half game back at 11 and four, uh, going into tomorrow's game, uh, Rutgers there at a game and a half back. So I think after today, Illinois feels a lot better about getting that top four seed uh, in the Big Ten tournament and and trying to chase that title. And, and look, if they went out, uh, they're going to have it, you know, and so they know it's it's in their reach, it's in their grasp that um, now they're tied with Purdue, and, and so if, if they can somehow find a way to get 16-4 and four, once again for the second straight season, uh, that they're going to have a chance to win that regular season Big Ten title.
0: What a stretch of seasons here, by the way. I, I was looking at a tweet from our, our friend from Alana Board, Robert Rosenthal, who was ha, has ranked every Illinois season for conference wins since the end of the 2006-2007 season. 2021-22 now, all three of them at the top for most Big Ten wins since that that run ended and it just goes to show kind of what brad underwood has built when you look at it in that frame illinois has done a lot a lot of Big 10 winning in the last few seasons it kind of makes you you makes you sit back and just realize just you know how great of a run the illini are in right now no doubt about
1: it i mean this is Historic stuff, what Illinois is doing and, and winning 12 Big Ten games in three straight years for just the third time in school history, Andy. I mean, put that in perspective. You know, 1951 to 53, 87 to 89, both of those runs were historic for what they were able to do in, in those stretches. And then this one, 20, 21, and 22. I mean, it's, it's really incredible for what they're able to do, and especially on the road. Um, you know, 12 road games now, 9 out of its last 12, 14 out of its last 18 for Illinois. I mean, that that stuff is, I mean, that's Looney Tune stuff in a sense. It just does not happen. And I think there is some credence to playing on the road. Last year when there was no fans, sure, that helps a little bit, but they still had to go out and get the job done. And uh, a lot of those wins are from this year. So, you know, pretty impressive stuff. Illinois, the, the Big Ten's winning his team over the last three seasons, 44 and 15 against league teams. I mean – it's, it really is historic, and uh, you know I hope Alana Nation is just trying to take that all in for what it is because Brad Underwood's done a heck of a job here to build this up in really a short amount of time for what it is from you know 2018, 19, and the the most losses in program history.
0: Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff, and you know we'll look back at this stretch and hopefully Alana fans can can appreciate that, but. As we put the Michigan State game to bed, Brett, and move on to Thursday against Ohio State, just one are your last thoughts from East Lansing. Yep, all about packing this
1: one up, continuing to take that great approach. The players talked after the game, but they, they did take a different approach into this, that they were more focused. Uh, it's somewhat concerning that they weren't focused for the records game uh, for what that is, but they were able to correct their mistakes and, and figure out how to get focused in and, and really take this game for what it was. And it's a big game for, for the Illini, so to come out and fly home from East Lansing happy uh, is great for this program and for this team as they try and move forward. And now you got to go try and do it again at home and, and protect home court and play better than you did the last time at home against Northwestern uh, in a sour second half that they had there when the Wildcats made a big run. So uh, all about packaging this up. You got a couple of days off here for uh, for the Illini and, and then facing Ohio State for the one or only time this season and, and that could have big, uh, Big Ten title applications as well but like we said the biggest thing is uh, for this team and program they hold their own cards in their in their hands and the destiny is right there all they got to do is win their last four games and, and their Big Ten champs
0: all right Brett thanks so much safe travels back from East Lansing Brett has a report from the Breslin Center you can catch it if you're listening before the six or ten o'clock news tonight you can watch it on air or if you missed it you can go to wcia.com you can also find Brad Underwood's full posting presser with his entire comments. Uh, It was a fun one. Lots of talk of parking lots and pizza and things like that. So you you don't want to miss out on that. We'll put this one to bed and we will talk with you after the next one. For Brett, I'm Andy. We'll see you then.